Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Care, and today, before we get into the episode, I want to ask you, if you haven't already, please go give us a rating and review on iTunes. It definitely helps us spread the word about the show, and the more founders who can listen to this, the more questions that we'll get, the better answers we'll be able to give you, and really just the more confidence we'll have that we should even keep doing the show. <laughs> so today's question is, it, we're going to be talking about customer support, which I think isn't something we've really covered on the show before. So it, specifically, how much effort should you put into customer su- service and customer support at the really early stages of your startup? And how could you do that despite the fact that you probably have very limited resources? And I think when you're looking at your startup and your time, it's like a pie. There's not an unlimited amount to go around. So how much should you divide up and spend on customer service and support for your existing customers versus maybe spending on doing a bunch of other things that you can probably be doing and you'll probably have a lot more fun doing. So we're going to be talking about that today. So here's the question. Today's question comes from Miguel in Austin, Texas. He writes in, Most unicorn startups seem to just accept having bad customer support at the early stages, but especially during their scaling period. For example, Airbnb has had several horror stories about their terrible customer service. It seems the fastest growing startups spend the minimum effort possible on customer service. Even Google still basically has no customer support. My partners and I don't want to do that. So how would you recommend our startup prioritizes and handles support at different stages of growth? Hey, Miguel. So thanks for your question. I really commend you for even asking about customer service for your startup. That's usually a really good sign. It means you definitely care about what your customers think about the experience that they're going to have with your startup, with your product. And so the fact that you're even asking that question at an early stage is is a really, really good sign. There's two schools of thought with customer service for really, really small startups. And by really small startups, I mean like one, two, maybe three people at the startup. And it's, should you spend most of your time making the customers you already have really, really, really happy? Or should you spend most of your time make acquiring new customers? And let's be honest with ourselves. One of the two is going to give, okay? It's not like you're going to be amazingly horrible at one or the other. It's just you're, you have to prioritize something. And for all those startup like people, gurus, whatever you want to call them, if they ever tell you that, well, why can't you just be good at both of them? It's like, come on, like, let's be realistic here. We're all humans. We all prioritize certain things over others. And that includes the different daily tasks that you have at your startup. So we're going to talk about a couple ways that you can be really good at customer service from an early stage without spending all of your time doing customer support. And also when to kind of flip the switch and realize, wow, customer support's like a full-time job. I got to move on to this. So one of the best ways I've seen people handle customer support, and just this is really true for the entire life of your startup is you want someone to be as close to your customer as humanly possible. One of the mistakes I've seen early stage startups make is that they have a knowledge base and that's it. Or they have a contact form to contact them and that's it. That's very frustrating for your earliest users because the chances of you having bugs that stop them from using the application or that stop them from being able to do certain tasks in your application uh, is a lot higher than when you're later down the road. And the expectation they have, because let's just be honest, they probably know that you're a 
pretty small or new company and they're going to expect that they are one level away from being able to talk to someone. The easiest way to do that is by using like an online chat tool. So there's Zendesk, there's Drift, which is what we use at Launchpeer. There's Intercom, which is another great one. Some of those will allow you to not have to monitor customer support 24 seven, but will allow you to be there to chat one-on-one with someone when they do have a problem or do have a question about your application. This kind of bleeds into sales as well because at Launchpeer, we use Drift for customer service, but we also use it for sales too. So when someone hops on our website, if they have a question about what we do or how we do it, they can chat with us right there. We can give them a price quote on how much it would cost to build something or you know what we would do in order to get them more traction for their startup. Our team is literally online probably right now as you're listening to this, ready to talk to you. <laughs> so it's a, it kind of goes hand, like it, it, it accomplishes two things at once, um, having something like that on your website. It actually, over the weekend, I just signed up for this new uh, tool. I, I sign up for new tools way too often. Uh, if you have a new tool you think I should check out, maybe your startup's building something, send it to me because I always love trying new tools. But I was trying out this new tool And it was to do Facebook analytics and test and measure different things. And I'm a huge nerd when it comes to testing and measuring different ad copy images, things like that. And one thing I noticed was they didn't have direct customer support. And I thought that was so strange because I found them on Product Hunt. I knew they were a two-person team. It wasn't like it was midnight or anything like that. And it took them a long time to get back to me, like three or four days to get back to me. Now, one of two things could be the case. Either they're really inundated with support requests, which is not good. Um, Hopefully, that's not the case. Or they've decided to prioritize the acquisition over the customer service. And so, for them, they're probably struggling with the same thing. Like, oh man, how, how often should I be monitoring these chats versus how often should I be trying to do cold emails or manage marketing campaigns and stuff like that? Here's my general rule. If you're building a startup and when you should move on from like focusing so much on customer support to focusing on sales and marketing and all that stuff. When you're that small and you're maybe at less than 100 customers, then you should be focused almost completely on customer service. That's not a very popular opinion, but let me explain why I think that is. When you're early on and you've acquired those first 50 to 100 customers, um, enough customers for you to have a good segment of customers to be able to talk to and interact with, it really is in your best interest to have as much dialogue with these people as possible, even if it means it's over customer support chats. Because when you move on and you go from zero to 100 customers to 100 to 1,000 and then 1,000 to 100,000, your ability to communicate directly with people is going to drop precipitously. Like you're hardly going to be able to have time for that. You're, you're probably going to have to hire a customer service person to do that full time. And so right now when you're that small is the best time to hear the gripes, complaints, problems, and potential solutions that your real, real customers have. The ones that took a chance on you, the ones that decided to use your product or sign up for a subscription when they knew you were small, when they knew that you were still adding features and didn't have everything that someone would really want to use. That's your time to talk to those people. And doing that is going to help you go from 100 to 1,000 and then 1,000 to 100,000. Because think about it this way, okay? 
let's say you that those guys that I was I signed up for their product this weekend. Let's say I had written them and they had written me right back and said, "Hey, what's the problem?" and I said, "Hey, like I really love this and how it does this, but you know, I'm having a problem doing this. Like what do you think?" Well, they in that one paragraph and that back and forth communication, they were able to find out a handful of things. One, they found out what I really liked about their product in my own words, which is probably the same words that someone else would use to describe it. An example at Launch Peers, we hear a lot that founders say that we're a one-stop shop because we have uh, designers, developers, and marketing people all on staff to help their startups. So if we were talking to our customers early on and we heard that over and over and over again, whether it was during customer support calls, during sales calls or whatever, we should start incorporating that into our ad copy or onto our landing pages or onto our website. And so for these guys that were, that had launched that product and I was using over the weekend, every little thing that I say, the good things like, Hey, I really love, you know, this UI, or I really like that I can do X, Y, and Z. The way that I said that, they can capitalize on that. The same way that they can capitalize on the thing that I said was not good. Like, hey, I'm having trouble connecting this to this to this. And I'm probably not the only person of all their customers who are having that issue. Let's say they have a handful of people who have said the same exact thing. Well, that means they can either explain it better in their help docs. They could explain it better on the homepage of the website about how that feature specifically works. They can have a better FAQ section. All of these things are building blocks. And so every customer conversation that you have when you're at zero to a hundred customers really early on are things that you can use to your benefit. If you're focusing almost entirely on sales and marketing and not enough on having instant direct communication with your actual customers, then you're missing out on a lot of the stuff that's going to make you really good at sales and really good at marketing once you get to the point to actually scale up. So that's my recommendation if you're really small. Now, how do you know when to transition from you doing customer support to having someone else do customer support, maybe bringing someone on full time? That's a really hard thing to define because every startup's different. For one startup, 100 customers means if you're charging $1,000 a month, that means $100,000 a month. You can definitely hire someone. <laughs> but if you're at 100 customers and you're charging $10 a month, well, you probably don't have enough money to hire someone. So my general rule is you should be doing as much customer service yourself upfront, direct communication with the customer as long as possible until you get to the point where you have the financial capability to either hire someone to do marketing if you want to continue doing customer service or to hire someone to do customer service if you want to move on to marketing and sales. And I hope that somebody asks a question like this sometime soon because I'm sure a lot of you are probably thinking right now, what do you mean transitioning to sales? Like I'm a developer. Or what do you mean transitioning to sales? I'm a marketer. I don't care. Every founder's job is sales. It doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what industry you're in. Doesn't matter what your background is. Your job is sales, no matter what. The day-to-day responsibilities might change, but you're accountable and responsible for the amount of sales that your startup or your company brings in. I learned this lesson the hard way. I'm still learning that lesson. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, think think through as you go through and just know that you can capitalize on customer service. It's not just this quote thing you have to do as an early stage startup. Uh, It's something that you should definitely use to your advantage to help you grow and scale past the point that you're at right now. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every time you give us a rating or review, it helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more founders that can listen to the show, the more founders we can help with the answers that we give on the podcast. And also, it means the more questions that we'll be able to answer. And I'm sure you have the same question that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And the more questions that we can feature on the show, the better the show will be. So if you've already given us a rating or review, we really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, please go ahead and rate, rate us or review us on iTunes. And if you have your own questions about building your startup, whatever they are, head over to launchchat.io and record your question or send us an email at hello at launchpeer.com and make sure you mention the podcast in the subject line of the email. 